Welcome, America. If you hoped that 2022 would be the turning point, I'm afraid life again has disappointed you. Yep, got off to kind of a crummy start now, didn't it? That despite all my better efforts. And uh, what can you say, but it's just more of the same again, you know? People freaking out all over the place. Uh, people mistrusting the government and the FBI and uh, the CDC and the NIH. You know, Joe Biden just basically being a really crummy president. Um, yeah, but again, it's always that like, well, what choice do I got? You know, um, I'm not surprised at all about Biden being a crummy president. He was a crummy senator. That guy was Mr. Goofball. I mean, not in a good way either. Not like Goofy. I mean, I think Goofy would have probably been a pretty decent president. <clears throat> not that, you know, well, he probably wouldn't have been. I don't know what Goofy would have done. Goofy's a pretty unpredictable guy. Um, I say that, but, you know, really, actually, what do we know about Goofy? Oh, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, you know, it was like, what is Goofy? Remember that? That was like from um, that movie... 1944 or something like that, or 1941, something. You know, there was a movie, it had a lot of famous people in it. Uh, it's a pretty good movie at the time. Dan Aykroyd's in it, and uh, yeah, it was uh, enjoyable. But uh, certainly a movie they probably can't show anymore, full of all sorts of bad things. Um, I think it was 1941 or something. Um, anyway, they, they were debating, you know, what is Goofy? I think that happened in there, you know, because Goofy, you know, Pluto's a dog. Everyone can tell Pluto's a dog. But is Goofy a dog? You know, because then like a dog, you know, and then there's a dog. You know, there's obviously two different kinds. And that's a common problem with a lot of cartoons is that you're really not sure, you know, are dogs, you know, also the other animals, but then they want to have a pet, right? You know, Mickey is a mouse and he wants to have a pet and he's got a pet dog. I mean, it's just like the world's just kind of flipped over on itself. And, you know, Mickey can talk. Pluto can't, you know. Goofy can talk if Goofy's a dog. I don't know. Goofy, maybe, you know, there's all that question. Because doesn't he have a girlfriend who's a horse or something? Yeah, it's just weird. You get into that cartoon world and everything's just bizarre. You know, I don't know what. It's like just doesn't make any rational sense anymore in the cartoon world. I mean, I, granted, you know, they might have a different kind of physics, which works in that Wiley Coyote versus Bugs Bunny world. You know, and that might make some sort of sense. But, um, I mean, like, you know. Hey, portable holes. I love portable holes, by the way. I've asked for one for Christmas for like, I don't know how many years and still haven't gotten one. But a portable hole is like really cool, you know? And there's a lot of that with, uh, with the, um, you know, Bugs Bunny things, you know, and a Wile E. Coyote. Uh, just, a, just a nice little thing to have, you know, if you ever wanted to make a tunnel someplace or, you know, or hide something, you know, you could stick it in a portable hole, take the hole with you. That was why it was portable. Man, that would be a good thing. Why haven't science come up with the portable hole yet? You know, I mean, just a little pocket dimension. You'd think we could have done that. I mean, why is it that cartoons are running way, way ahead of, like, everything else? I mean, I think cartoons have brought us, you know, all sorts of stuff, like whatever that Marvin the Martian guy had, you know? They were, like, ahead of their time. We should put them in charge, like I was getting saying, you know, like with Goofy in charge. But I'm not sure, you know, I kind of like have mixed feelings about that. Because even though they were like way ahead technologically speaking, you know, that being cartoons and all, they're also kind of way behind, 
you know, technologically speaking. Um, I don't know if you guys have thought about that much. And I don't even know if it's really worth thinking about this morning. Oh, 2022. Wow. Just gotta say, you know, to me right now, 2022 looks like more of the same, right? You know, and I guess that makes sense. Because it really, what really happened? Nothing. You know, especially if you're on the equator. Nothing really happened on 2022. On December 31st to January 1st. You know, when sun went down, sun came back up. That's it. Nothing. Nothing really special. Nothing. Absolutely a big old nothing burger. Somebody said that. Um. Yeah. I don't know who. Can't remember. Somebody used to talk about nothing burgers. I think it was a political thing. You know. Hey, this is just a big old nothing burger. Anyway, that's kind of what happens, right? Yeah, it's cold, but it's not even the, you know, it's not the, you know, a long time ago, I think, you know, winter solstice coincided with the end of the year. You know, that's kind of how we based our calendar. But then things got thrown off because it wasn't exactly 365 days. And nobody could count to 365 anyway because you only had 10 fingers and 10 toes and two hands and two feet. So the best you could do is get to like 24 and that was it. You know, if you were lucky, if you were good enough to count on your toes, which a lot of people weren't. They only had two feet, so you count on your ten fingers, and then you add like two feet or something like that, foot one, foot two. They can't even get to 13, so that's why 13 was a lucky, unlucky uh, number. Um, yeah, some history for you guys. All right, I'll be right back. So yeah, once again, 2022, <laughs> not so great so far for at least me, you know, minions of at least uh, some of them have gone back to college, studying their chosen professions, um, others are back in their regular schools, and you know what happens, but uh, too many people getting this Omicron thing, you know, uh, I, I don't know. I haven't, you know, I'll just let everybody know out there. That I still haven't gotten it, but I'm glad, you know. But, you know, it seems like everybody else did. I'm not sure. Nah, a few people I know didn't get it. Um, Yeah, and like I said, you know, could get it tomorrow. Who knows? You know, well, we could all get hit by, well, we probably won't get hit by a meteor because I think they're going to see that coming for a little time off. But, but yeah, you know, let's just face it. Gray days in gray Ohio the greatest state, the greatest state in the Union, sometimes, and also just a great place to be. Real nice here. Um, love Ohio. I was just watching this movie called The Watch. I didn't get very far, but it was set in Glenview, Ohio. And I gotta say, they kind of got it, but I think that their Glenview, Ohio looks a whole lot like some suburb in California. And um, there's not really an Ohio-like that exactly i mean yes costco that's a real thing but if they were like trying to set it in glen springs or glendale you know i mean clearly the glen is like probably a reference to the cincinnati area because we have a lot of glens here the word glen is doesn't come from the you know, like there's two kinds of things there's a dale which is a hill and there's a glen right and then you stick those two things together and you get glendale right a glen is a valley I think. And so Glendale means Valley Hill, you know, in, in English, literal, literally, or it could have been named after a guy named Glenn. I don't know. But, um, Dale's a hill, right? Just, just remember that, uh, 
yeah, and um, a lot of Scottish music about Dales, right? Not the guy. But this is a problem because that is a name. Dale's a name and Glenn's a name. People think Glendale might be, you know, that might actually be somebody's name, somebody. You know, somebody whose last name is Dale, which which happens. And the first name's Glenn. And you say, well, what did we name a city after you in Ohio? You know, and Glendale's a nice place. I don't know if you've ever been there. Um, it, It's kind of nice. I mean, it's not like super great, but, you know, as like a little area. There's also Springdale, okay? But Springdale is not near Glendale, okay? I mean, we didn't put all our Dales together. All like, you know, hey, you know, let's go from Glendale to Springdale to Forestdale to put up a... Forestdale's not a place. There's a forest, uh, forest Park, I think, and then there's Springdale, and then where they come together, sometimes people call that Forestdale, you know, kind of as a joke. <laughs> where are you from, Forestdale? <laughs> no, no, there's no Forestdale. I don't think. Maybe there is. Look it up on a map sometime. You guys got Google? Can you Google it? You know, and that's it, you know. Just Google it. Whatever it is, it is, you know. Um... If you're sitting by your computer, otherwise, just, you know, remember to look that up later on. So, uh, yeah, there's Forest Park. Uh, there's other stuff. Why was I even talking about this? How did I get on this topic? I don't know. There's lots of interesting named places in Ohio. But, you know, it's so confusing because there's like a Fairborn. And there's a Fairfield. There's a Springboro. There's a Springdale. You're getting the picture here? There's Deerfield and there's multiple Deerfields. And get this. There's a place called, there's a Princeton, right? There's Princeton, Ohio. And then there's a Princeton Road. And there's also Princeton, like, high, did I say high school already? I probably did. Princeton High School, okay? And, and you think, okay, all these things are related. And they are. But the thing is that Princeton High School is set nowhere near where actually old Princeton was. Where Princeton was, there's a big whole lot of nothing. I mean, well, it's not nothing now. I mean, it was nothing. Now there's a something. It's a UDF. You guys know what UDFs are? United Dairy Farmers. Yeah, they were like owned by this guy named Carl Linder. And he's really big in Cincinnati. Just got to say, real big guy. I mean, not big, like fat guy or tall guy. And he's dead now anyway, so it doesn't matter. But he was a good guy, I think, for the most part. Yeah, he's a rich guy. And uh, he had a lot of money. And had a lot of things named after him, you know. So one of these things that's named after him is the Linder Center for Hope, right? You know, and I'm not exactly sure what that is. But doesn't that sound like a nice place? Linder Center for Hope? I am hoping to have a Dr. Despair Center for Despair someday. I, I think I would be good. I mean, maybe I'll just... No, I could take over his thing. Dr. Despair Center for Hope. Sounds good. Anyway. I'm not sure what they do there. Seems like maybe that's where like my nemeses hang out. Maybe that Nagato fella. Oh, boy. Again, I'm, I'm just sure you're disappointed with 2022. And you're probably disappointed with this episode. But I don't care, really. You know? Enough about pleasing minions all the time. Why do you need to get pleased? Boy, when I was a kid, you know, don't ask me if I was happy. Oh, I didn't, you know, someone came up to you and said, hey, are you happy? Let me make you happy. No, people didn't do that. People just said, you know, hey, you, get out of here. That's pretty much what they told me when I was a kid. Didn't want me around. Maybe that's got something to do with my attitude. I don't know. Anyway, I'll be right back for session three. Bye. Oh, so anyway, people, I uh, just got to say, um, yeah, I just want to kind of just do a whole, this whole episode's really kind of about Cincinnati and its things and, you know, some kind of cool things and coincidences about um, Cincinnati. Um, one of which is, uh, of course, that um, 
Cincinnati, like the ancient city of Rome, sits on seven hills, okay? This is important, especially for the Dr. Despair, you know, kind of, um, you know, I mean, they couldn't have chosen a better place to put me than here in Cincinnati with its seven hills. Because if you remember, Rome sits on seven hills, okay? There's in, And just to verify this, you can look up, there's like a place called Seven Hills Academy, which is like this really hoity-toity kind of school. I'm sure some of my minions and listeners uh, actually go to Seven Hills probably right now, probably among my millions of listeners. There's somebody from Seven Hills, and he just said, woo, like that, like, hey, Dr. Despair mentioned me. Yes, woo. Okay, and yeah, yeah, good for you. Good for you, good for you. Um, uh, I'm happy to mention places. Uh, I, I think it, it's uplifting. But anyway, getting back to the point. Seven Hills, all right? Okay, Seven Hills, Rome sits on Seven Hills. Okay, all right, what biblical feature, uh, feature, <laughs> See, I don't know what I'm talking about sometimes. I don't mean feature. I mean figure. What biblical figure sat on seven, I think, horns or something like that? Okay. All right. Well, you probably already named it. Okay. All right. And, uh, you know, guess what? That's all like apocalyptic. All right. You know, I'm not going to use the word because one of them is not a good word. But but if you know your Bible like you ought to, and you, if you don't, gah, you know, Get your Bible out and dust it off. Start reading it, you know. And read it from the, you know, like everybody does this, okay. It's like one day you wake up and you say, you know what, I'm going to read the Bible. And you start and you're reading like, like you know, the Garden of Eden thing. You get to like, you know, third verse or something like that. And you say, you know, hey, this is pretty good. You know, actually, I, I think I'm going to be able to do this. And you get through and it's like, wait, it keeps going, you know. And it's like, wow, there's a lot of Bible here. You know, I didn't know all this stuff. What the heck is all this talking about? Nephilims and all sorts of things. And you're halfway through like um, Exodus, right? And you're like, wait, all right, this is getting, I'm having, I'm losing track of things here, right? I'm, I, I, this is getting to be a lot of people and names and things like that. And really, everybody's an ite. Why are there all these ites around, you know? And where is these places? What, what's going on here, you know? And then you get to like either, I don't know which comes first, Deuteronomy or Leviticus, but one of those comes first, and, and one of them comes second, obviously. But, uh, but you know, or numbers or something like that. And you're just like, I give up, right? I just give up. Let's just skip over here. And then you start reading the New Testament, right? And you're like, okay, this is only, you know, we're back on track here, you know? And then you're just like, wait, hold on, there's four of these things. And then, you know, you're like trying to cross-reference and stuff. And it's like, wait, 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 hold on, wait, wait. The order doesn't make any sense, Okay. Like, this guy did it in that order, that guy did it in this order, and then like this John guy comes along, and he like, what is he talking about? And so you skip over all the Gospels, and then you start, oh, read some of these letters, because maybe they, it's like, uh, I, you know, Bible deserves reverence. There's no question about that, right? I mean, it's a, it is the good book. All right? And I'm not saying that. There's nothing wrong with the Bible. The thing is, what's wrong with it is you. You're what's wrong with the Bible, right? If you ever want to know what's wrong with something, just point the finger right back at yourself. Or go to a mirror someplace, look at the mirror, look at the man in the mirror, you know, and say, make that change, right? Because yeah, that's where the real problem lies. You know, if you've tried to write, read the Bible and you fail, guess what? That's your fault. You can't blame the Bible. The Bible didn't say, hey, pick me up and read me, except for maybe it did. But other, somebody else told you to read the Bible, like me, just a minute ago. Said, read that Bible, right? And uh, and so you you tried and, you, you know, you had great aspirations, but, you know, it failed. It failed several times. Failed in Deuteronomy or Leviticus or Numbers or one of those things. And then you're like, you know, you probably, you know, but here's the thing, okay? If you, 
there, there, there are some, you know, that you probably did make it through, like Jonah. Like, Jonah's like a great one, you know. I really like, that. that's one of my favorite books, Jonah. Ruth, another one, good one. Job, Job, you're probably like, what's going on here? Man, I, I don't get it. What, poor Job. You know, I, I do feel bad for Job, but you know what I feel really bad for? I mean, I, I'm, I'm being serious here, but I'm also being a little bit joking. But, you know, but, but, if, but if you think about it, right? If you guys don't know the book of Job, you should go read the book of Job. You know, and I'm not telling you to, to like, just but, but put yourself in the this, this situation of Job and Job's family. And, you know, I, I'm pretty hopeful that this is just a big allegory thing or something like that. Or just a, like a morality tale because it really stank for Job's family. And yeah, Job comes out okay, but his wife's a shrew. I don't know if you picked up on that. <clears throat> you know, it's like, Job, man, you seem like a good guy. Why'd you marry her? You know, that's kind of what I feel like telling Job. And, um, boy, but his his family gets it rough. You know, I'm like, wait, who got the worst end of this stick? You know, I think, I think, uh, I think Job's family did. Because, I mean, Job's a good guy. But he's got three friends. And this is another thing I don't understand about that book. You know, someone, someone say, somebody out there... Explain this to me, okay? Because I don't, I don't, I don't understand this part, and I'm sure there's a good reason. But Job's got these three friends, and they're like all debating on like whose fault it is. And like friend A says, "Look, Job, it's obviously your fault. God doesn't punish somebody for no good reason." And then like friend two is like, "Job, you just haven't thought about it hard enough. You obviously did something wrong." And Job's like, "No, nah, no, nah, seriously, I never did anything. I don't deserve this. This just stinks. I've been like, you know." And then like this third friend comes along, and I think the third friend, who's like the youngest. You know, um, you know, it seems to me like he maybe has it right, but maybe he's wrong too. I, I haven't really, you know, because it seems like he's got it right. But, you know, he, and, and Job never answers the third friend, right? I there's something crucial about that. Because, like, the first two friends is like, hey, jerk, I thought you were my buddy. You know, hey, you know me. Come on, it's me, Job. I ain't so bad. I ain't done any of that stuff. I don't deserve all these kind of bad things that have happened to me. I mean, like, maybe the worst thing is that, you know, you know, all my kids are dead, but my sure wife, she's still alive. You know? Um, I'm not saying that. Okay, I mean, like, just saying. I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, no one would want that. But, I mean, Job didn't say that. Don't get me wrong. You know, that'd be bad. But, you know, from Job's point of view, you know, maybe his wife was a pain. I don't know. And then, then you know, oh, well, all right. Okay, fine. That's a bad line of you know, to go down because there's going to be lots of spouses out there. And this goes both ways, you know, guys and, 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 you know, and women and men and those things in between all of them. Um, well, that sounds bad too. I'm really flubbing this. Ah, oh, jeez. Anyway, there, there's something here in this Job story, which, you know, I think is important and we're not getting, okay. I mean, there's a lot of things that are important that we don't get. And, you know, as I said in my favorite movie, um, we're not put on this earth to get it, Mr. Burden. No, we're not. Okay, I'll be back. I guess sometimes, you know, <clears throat> and I'm not doing a good Dr. Despair voice today. You know, it's it's kind of like, almost like uh, my Bob Thompson voice. Hi, it's Bob Thompson. You know, that voice. <clears throat> really, <clears throat> It's because uh, uh, really need to uh, deepen my voice. That's more Dr. Disparish. Uh, anyway, hold on one second. I got to pause. 
<clears throat> Sometimes that takes a lot out of you to talk like Dr. Despair for hours at a time. But, uh, but it feels good, too, in a way. So here we are. What was the point of all this? I don't know. It doesn't matter, really. Except for it's 2022, and the book of Job is uh, kind of significant to us. Um, remember, we don't know the riddles of God. We only know the answers of men. And the answers of men are not as satisfying as the riddles of God. G.K. Chesterton, British satirist. The lesson of Job is a lesson about mystery. Do we deserve to be punished? No, we're hardly punished. Do we deserve to be rewarded? Hmm. We're much greater rewarded than we are punished. Another quote by uh, Tolkien, famous, was that some deserve death that live, and others deserve life that have died. Can you give that to them? We don't understand why they're suffering and pain and torment, but what we do know is that the city of Cincinnati sits on seven hills, much as the W of B did in the book of Revelation. And therefore, from whence shall come the creature whose sinewy thighs make its way to some place to be born? Yates. See what culture you get. You get lots of it. But uh, anyway, paraphrasing a lot. But um, anyway, hey, we're better to launch the, uh, you know, great galactic empire than uh, City of the Seven Hills, you know. Um, but uh, I really wouldn't want to be confused with uh, the W of B. So um, we'll just skip over that part and just say, eh, oh well. Sometimes the analogies don't hold and best not to read too much into symbolic literature at moments. So for the Dr. Despair Show... This is Dr. Despair. Uh, Dr. Despair Show is produced by um, Minion Septupalot 9, most of the time, but not always, with the voice talents of Dr. Despair, and written by Dr. Despair, and executively produced by Minion Septupalot 9. Um, artwork generated by uh, Minion Septupalot 1, and uh, let's see, what else? I don't know. Um, well, uh, uh, consumer products information available on the website. Um, remember, folks, when you're feeling down, look for Blissful Co. products available someplace sometime in the future. Blissful Co., makers of Happy Pillow, and Blissful Bubbling Body Wash in the scents of lavender, sage, and sandalwood. Very relaxing and will take your mind off your troubles extremely quickly. So, for the Dr. Despair podcast, this is Dr. Despair saying good luck to you in 2022. May you be full of anticipation and hope. Goodbye.
epilogue. Dr. Despair speaking. It's rare that I make an error, but I did in this case. And I want to issue a warning to all those listeners who listen. One. Yes, Glenn, uh, Glenn Springs, uh, Glenview, Glen, you know, all these things, these Glen things. And uh, Springdale and Glendale are actually right next to each other. I knew that. I used to work in one of those. And, uh, yeah, it's just kind of funny because there's Glen Springs and Glen... You know, in Ohio, just so people understand, there's there's a lot of things which are named repeatedly, and it, and it kind of makes sense. You know, you might be in Mason and on Mason Road, and then that road might change name several times. I think we've discussed this before. Um, that's one. Two, I finished watching The Watch, and uh, I was going to have a whole uh, Dr. Despair uh, episode, you know, where I kind of reviewed that movie. It was kind of a fun movie. However, there's some, um, one... There's an obvious tie to Gary McSmith's murder. And uh, I don't want to go into the details because I don't like to do spoilers, you know. But uh, anyway, I hadn't watched The Watch uh, when I uh, produced, uh, or when I, um, when we enacted, or not enacted, we when we discussed the Gary McSmith murder. Uh, hadn't watched it, so the connection there uh, was absolutely coincidental, except for the fact that, you know, that's not the first time. I mean, come on. People, you know, we all know, you know, we've all watched movies and things like that. And yeah, anyway, I might talk about the watch. Uh, I just got to say that there's a scene in there. Well, there's probably two scenes uh, with, uh, well, maybe several scenes where the word gratuitous will come to mind. Um, with that said, Dr. Despair signing off today uh, in the winter of our discontents. Bye.